For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, excited for you to be here. I think I first saw you on LinkedIn, actually. Um, I saw you share your work, so I'm really excited to have you on. I think you're doing some really cool stuff, stuff that I haven't seen before. So why don't you start by introducing yourself and what it is that you're doing? Yep, so I am, uh, my name is Dodds. I'm an artist who works primarily with augmented reality. So I work on my own artworks, um, and my own exhibitions, but also consult with brands on how they can use augmented reality, um, which has been a lot of fun over the sort of the past few years. Yeah, and I know you've done some pretty amazing projects, so I'm excited to get into that. But like you said, if you can give a definition, if someone had never heard of augmented reality before, how would you describe what it actually is? I think the the simplest way I tried to describe it is the um, it's an experience where you can add a digital layer over your real environment um, using your phone in in real time. So the example that you uh, I've shown in presentations in the past is the um, you can uh, put Snoop Dogg in this room behind me right now and he can you know I can have my own personal music performance from him if if I want and I can hold my phone up to it and I can walk around and he can just this 3d model of him, uh, wrapping can be there which obviously gives a lot of creative um opens up a lot of creative opportunities um so you have ar glasses which is probably like a bit of a first word so there are devices available that you can wear and um obviously have hands-free augmented reality experiences but like 95 percent of people will use them through their phone that's only because that's the device that everybody has i think we're moving into the next few years um where more headsets will come out where you're that are primarily for augmented reality because phones aren't necessarily for ar so there's limitations with what you can do with that device but yeah i think uh, soon hopefully fingers crossed touch wood yeah we'll all be wearing a pair of glasses that will allow us to add this digital layer that's what everyone says and yeah i think it's kind of inevitable it's just more of a question of yeah more of a question of when but I know you've, so you're obviously an augmented reality artist and you've actually won awards for this. You've worked for like Dior, for Drake. I want to know how this whole journey started and like how you actually got to where you are. So even like you can take it way back from when you were in school, what were your interests? Were you, yeah, how did you end up in a role like this? If I think back to it, it's kind of like a funny sort of like ping ponging um, career, but I had no creative interests growing up um it was only really uh, an accidental discovery of graphic design when i was like 15 but when it, uh, 16 however old you are when you go to college um and i picked graphic graphic design just because i needed another option um then spent all my time doing that and failed my other three courses that i was taking and then 
yeah, doubled down on found like an, there's an interest here that, uh, or a passion at least. But then with graphic design, I, it was I, I, like I discovered creativity, but it wasn't necessarily graphic design that I liked. So I became a street artist because I like to control what the message that you know I was putting out, or not necessarily having to answer to to clients all the time. So um, became a street artist and wanted to make it as a as an artist when I left university but quickly discovered that you need a, a business side uh, a business brain as well as a, a creative brain so basically ran, ran out of money um and had to get a job whilst I was getting that job it was like a, a business mentor so was able to still work on the creative side of things in the background but learn more about the business going forward and learn about personal branding which is super important Fast forward a few years, I'd been experimenting in the background in like lots of different styles and then augmented reality sort of became my style. It's been a really, really steep learning curve over the past few years about the technical side of AR. And um, yeah, that's allowed me to work with some of these like crazy brands and also like put on these shows or exhibitions or artworks that um, I really enjoy doing. So how did you actually begin to teach yourself how to be an AR artist? It started off really simple so i'm trying to i'm working with this uh mentor i'm trying to learn about uh how to you know be, ha- making money from like my my passion and in the background i'm like experimenting with all these different styles how can i do something that's unique that when you see it, it's like you instantly recognize it as like a dot piece of artwork so that then led me to move into a space where it's like everybody in our history has not been able to use new technology so if i can utilize new technology then that will clearly, you know, separate me from everybody else. So um, that was like my thinking. And around the same time, I got served with an Instagram ad that had like a, which was like a really, really basic um, version of AR. And I thought that that looked really cool. Like when you first see augmented reality and like what it can do, it is kind of mind blowing. It's like the closest thing to, to magic almost that you can just have this, um, hold your phone up to something and it starts doing something different. So um yeah, that was like the starting point. And the job that I was doing as a business mentor with the business mentor was like videography. So there was like some computer skills in there. So it was kind of like applying that, but in this new software um, to create some like very, very basic. And like, I'm sure if I look back at it now, I'd be like pretty embarrassed by the, those those effects. And then, yeah, it's just been a, a really steep learning curve of, but like an, an enjoyable one of just like what's possible, um, what works well, and like diving more into moving from maybe like a 2D AR experience to a 3D AR experience, um, which really, I think, levels up, you know, how these, um, the, the AR experience in general. Um, so, yeah, it's just been like a really, really quick <laughs> learning curve, just like experimenting, really. I love how you're saying that using these technologies allows you to be more creative in terms of your art in a way that in art history people haven't had before because I think people look at these new technologies, they're often thinking that it's stifling creativity or like, yeah, taking away from the human connection, but it's actually not the case. And I think the way that you're looking at it, yeah, it's like another tool to be even more expressive and break the constraints of what was possible before. So I really like the way you've put that. And I want to know, so obviously with the technology as well, AR is an interesting one because obviously it's used every day in Snapchat filters, things like this. But I think when it comes to the topic of digital fashion, there's still a lot of catching up to do that the 
technology needs to do or a lot of people think this i want to know your opinion on this have you seen have you seen the kind of quality of ar improve in the time that you've been working in it and also what is the actual value that ar brings i know it's a great question and just to go back to the point about um creativity and augmented reality i also think that an artist's role is to comment on the society that they live in and like you've just said that everybody uses ar every day so it's a nice medium not just from the creative point of view but it's this is what everybody everybody's using their phone they're using these filters every day it's like a i I think like a nice little comment in the same way that andy warhol used to screen print because everybody used to read like that's how newspapers were printed and, and, and stuff like that it's nice um i think comment on the society around but to talk to your point about digital fashion i think that there's i love i love digital fashion i think it's extremely creative i also think that it can be used to solve some of the current fashion industry problems there's some good examples uh but all the examples really are lacking the uh realism i think for sort of like mainstream adoption so like you know creative young people like us probably will use it because it's like cool and different and we can express ourselves in different ways but until the tech when i was saying about earlier about people using their phones i mean what you can do on a little you know computer that goes in your pocket is pretty incredible and like all the calculations that get done instantly to track the body to put the clothes on is like still mind-blowing i think but you're really looking for things like quicker internet speeds faster processing power that will allow you to have bigger 3d models and bigger 3d models can be more realistic 3d models and then the calculations from the processing speed can be done quicker which will mean that it will track the body better and you don't have that um, cloth simulation which will give that more realistic effect as well so there, there is room for improvement but i think that digital fashion has only been around for you know a small handful of years so i think what you can do already is pretty impressive i think yeah, do you have kind of any inside knowledge of any improvements that are coming with AR or do you just kind of guess how it's going to improve in, in the next years? Um, um, if you take Meta's free software for making AR effects, which is called Spark AR, there's an update for that every Thursday. So there's 50, 52 updates a year. So it's just constantly, it's, they're not always huge, massive updates, but there yeah. is a um the speed at which the like the landscape is moving as new technologies um as they bring out these new technologies and that's just meta i mean all the platforms are doing similar are working at a, a similar speed but uh so yes is the, the the short answer to that i do see a lot of improvements all the time in terms of insight i'm part of uh meta and snapchats and tiktok's partnership program which is reserved for their like top hundred or so creators each and they do give insights into what's coming or early access to software or hardware and stuff like that. So I'm under NDA, so I can't really say I can't really say it's too much. But yeah, there there is insights there. But I mean, yeah. I think it's from just like what's publicly available knowledge that they're all moving towards rear camera experiences. So Instagram and Snapchat filters obviously started off with like selfie effects and the the dog ears or the, the rainbows coming out of your mouth. Like that's where we started from because that's the the use case that people could get behind. You know, everyone takes selfies, so why not enhance that experience? But now. I think it's moving to flipping the camera to use the augmented reality on the world around you or objects around you, um, including body tracking for digital fashion. And again, preparing for AR glasses, that that's kind of like the direction that we're also moving towards. Yeah, it's great. You definitely have a lot of insight into this. And yeah, I think as a person who's just a consumer of AR, you don't realize all this kind of stuff that's going in the back end of how the improvement's coming. So it's really a really interesting insight. Um, but I, I am interested to know, like, obviously you specialize 
in augmented reality. But do you think this is a niche thing, like being an AR artist? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's great for me because there's not, <laughs> if you're looking for AR, then there's like, there's not many people in the area. So I feel that in terms of my career, if I was going into say like photography or something like that, that I wouldn't have been able to get to like the top of the industry or be a renowned creator in sort of 18 months or however long it was before we got invited into the those network pro, uh, partnership programs that I just mentioned. If you're a photographer, you probably have to do it for like 20 years before you could be like an industry leader. Um, whereas because it's new tech and this new ground and um, I think most augmented reality creators come from a technical background or like development background. I was coming from like a creative point of view. So I feel like the, that background with a new skill set, I think has put me in a, a good position basically. So I don't mind it uh, being niche. Um, I think that, you know, obviously less competition works, but then also what I mentioned about the whole point of getting into augmented reality was about developing a style that was uniquely mine. That again, that allows, allows me to have, um, or at least be, you know, one of the first people to bring AR to the art world or well, I'm fashion as well. There's something to be said for um, doubling down on a niche topic. And like, like you said, with AR, because the barriers to getting to the top of the field is is better. And I think, and then you can make more change. So I think it's a really, it's really interesting. And obviously, yeah, like you said, you've really made it to the top of the augmented reality landscape. You were an award-winning artist and also worked with Dior and Disney and Tommy Hilfiger. So I want you to explain how you got these massive projects and what they actually involved. Yeah, so the 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 award show was uh, I received the award for an exhibition that I put on last year, which was a digital fashion show. So sort of an unofficial London Fashion Week show, which is a bit of a mouthful, but um, it was in Shoreditch, and the models would walk around basically with no clothes and you would hold your phone up the audience would hold their phone up and apply these garments digitally using body tracking and augmented reality so that was the first time that that has ever been done and that's why it was just um, given an international brand design award uh, which is super exciting but then that's sort of like the personal artwork and then the the clients that you mentioned been really really fortunate in the way that they have basically just knocked on the door don't necessarily do any new business these brands want to do augmented reality but as you just said there's not many people who do it um well have been doing it for a number of years and um i mean we could go into a whole conversation about the importance of personal branding but I, i'll typically do uh, a piece of artwork which shows off a capability about augmented reality and then a brand will see that and either want to do it a, you know a version of it uh, for themselves or collaborate on, on something so they they or, or sometimes they these brands sort of knock on the door and say we want to do like virtual try on for example so that's do or wanted to they were um releasing these new bags and want to do virtual try on which is obviously like very innovative but um and also very exciting to to work on with those and that was the same for tommy hilfiger as well so it's nice for somebody whose interests are or could like uh career skills are augmented reality but personally i'm interested in art and fashion to work with these two like giant brands about um yeah combining my interests plus skill set was uh yeah really exciting and then the, the, i mean i could go through the, the whole list but the the brands all are coming with different questions and that i find really exciting just because 
it's like um perhaps something that i hadn't like thought of before so it could be like i can't i can't say the brand but they're like how do we change or we're redesigning all of our stores fashion brand um luxury fashion brand in china and we want to yeah how can we use new tech to improve the experience and then it's like you've got to actually think about that which is like so many different things that you could do it's like just a really exciting um idea to like just like mull over i guess really but yeah all the all the brand work yeah. is really really interesting you're a person who you've built your own brand but so i do want to go into that topic because i think it'll be super valuable but i also want to first ask you about your ar fashion show that you did because i have watched it i watched um your kind of breakdown on your youtube channel and i was just blown away because obviously i think if you're in the digital fashion world seeing um a real life fashion show that has a digital layer on top this is exactly what it's all about and i think it is the future and i hadn't i mean i'm sure maybe you know but i'm sure this has happened but i hadn't actually seen it come to life in that exact way that you did so i want to ask you about that and yeah how did that project come about and um what did you learn from it as well in terms of having that digital fashion event uh yeah i mean I, i'm more than happy to talk about personal branding um it's been like the biggest driver of like the commercial work but also the, the personal work as an artist uh, who is doing the painting is almost as, as important as important as what what the painting is so um it's certainly uh been a super valuable lesson and, and that's why i mean i still think there's a, there's a long way to go in terms of my personal brand or like what, what we, i'd like to achieve but um yeah it's been like a constant driver of exposure really which obviously is um is important but the uh, the fashion show was uh, an idea i'd had for ages just because i know that like the that this was possible but it hadn't been done before which just kind of gets me like excited about these ideas where it's like we could use it, these bigger ideas where it's like we could use it for this and nobody yet knows that it that it's possible so we we should put it on and i wanted to put on an exhibition so it just kind of like although i'd had the idea for about 18 months then it just kind of came together like really quickly and that type of digital fashion show where you're holding up your phone and there's no physical clothes had not been done before there were there have been two or three where there's obviously physical clothes but then there's uh, perhaps like an ar experience that would change like the color of the sky or whatever the, sh the show was about there've been some luxury brands doing stuff like that but never full digital so um yeah a really in interesting space to just explore and that was a blessing and a curse because as it hadn't been done before it was like what <laughs> there's no real reference points to like go off about how to put this thing together but that obviously then leaves you up to making your own creative decisions which was yeah what i re i loved putting that shit. although it did took over my life for a few months and was put together at like a really really quick speed um i loved that uh, putting that show on and like the reaction to it was just like incredible from like these influencers and celebrities or like press um having never seen anything like this before and being able to experience it i think is a real everybody can like see augmented reality examples online but being able to like hold your phone up to it and experience it something as it's happening and it's all, all like i said all those calculations of the body tracking happening in real time is just like a pretty impressive to speak to the lessons learned from it i mean there was just like, so much i hadn't put an exhibition on in about eight years so it, there was like a lot of uh, learnings from just like you know setting up like a public event and then not not to go into like the details but like the whole show was obviously based on one 
AR experience and that AR experience stopped working uh, like two days before the actual show. <laughs> so there was like a lot, a lot of actual technical learnings oh. to take from it as well and how to fix those problems. But yeah, it was really, really, I really enjoyed putting that show on. Yeah, it's insane. Like when I saw it, I was like, wow, someone's actually done this because it felt, yeah, like this, this thing that was going to happen, but yeah, no one had actually done it. So for those who haven't seen it, it's basically a fashion show that looks like a traditional fashion show. However, the models are wearing kind of just plain clothing. Like, did they have to wear any special type of clothing or was it? Uh, No, it was just um, uh, not very technical. It was just uh, bike shorts and sports bras. Mm -hmm. So that that was what the the only reason it was those is because we need something type fitting. So then when the digital clothes go over the top, there isn't like a little bit of jumper, you know, hanging out to sort of like ruin the, illusion of yeah. the, the, what they're wearing but the the concept for the the exhibition was was like an education public education of like what is digital fashion and can the question was posed to the audience can digital fashion help solve some of the fashion industry's uh, environmental issues so when they first walked in there was one hanger that was like i'm assuming nobody knows what augmented reality is what digital fashion is or like perhaps what some of the fashion industry environmental issues are so there was like an education piece there big screens that you could try clothes on yourself learn what it was uh, learn that behavior of holding your phone up to people or to artwork to activate ar experiences and then in the second hangar was the show which was this sort of like yeah as you said like a normal fashion show but with no clothes wow it's amazing and then obviously the audience would hold up their phone and see the pieces it's it's so revolutionary and the audience who was watching would they what was their response um, about it? They, um, it, w- it was a mixed bag of like of influencers and celebs, obviously, to sort of were invited along and, and media publications were invited along to obviously report on it. And then um, like brands and age- marketing agencies sort of came along. So it was a real mixed bag of uh, from the audience point of view. But the general consensus was that that it can help solve some of, some of those issues and like you said, somebody was going to do it eventually, or it's like, it's difficult to argue that we're not pushing towards an augmented reality future. And if you're a brand or a consumer, like wearing or selling digital fashion says a lot about you as brands, obviously says that you're forward thinking and it says that you're, you know, coming up with new creative ideas to engage like a younger audience. And if you're somebody who wears digital fashion, that says a lot about you, about being environmentally conscious and very creative and the way that you express yourself very is very creative so yeah the the general vibe was that that this is what a lot of brands and fashion will be um digital in the future yeah it's really interesting it's obvious that you obviously believe in digital fashion but i want to ask your opinion we obviously understand the value digital fashion can bring but how do you see it fitting in with physical fashion as well because obviously it's like we want to have all these elevated digital experiences having an AR uh, fashion show is amazing but also having clothes that you love and own and that are physical is also important so how do you feel the two can come together in the best way yeah I mean obviously I'm an advocate for digital fashion but I also think that digital fashion is kind of like rubbish at the moment for those reasons that I mentioned earlier about the capabilities aren't quite there, but it just gets me excited about all the, you know, in the future, the potential options that could, that can be explored there. So I'm certainly um, 
I, I do feel like I can have a bit of a, like a balance. You know, I'm not to- totally biased, but the uh, I think it's the business of fashion did a report where they they'd researched in digital fashion and said temp they expected ten to fifteen percent of your wardrobe to be digital by. 2024 or something like that i might have butchered the exact date but um and i think that's probably like a nice uh estimate that it's not going to be obviously you're still going to have physical items but there is an opportunity to have 10 percent of digital so one of the stats from the show was that barclays did a bank did a report where nine percent of fashion items that were bought on debit cards were returned and uh, or the reason that they were returned was that people only wanted to post them where and once, post it on social media, and then return it. My feelings towards digital fashion is there's already a consumer behavior of people wanting to dress a certain way and only wear, only wear that on social media and then not have the physical counterpart. And that's a problem for brands because they're not you know they're losing money from returns. Um, it's not good for the consumer because it's just like. You have to go and buy something, then you have to return it, then you might have to wait for delivery. The, the environmental costs of returns and delivery, um, usually those returns go into the landfill. So there's just like that's a consumer behavior, which is fine, but there's not like an environmentally friendly option for them. Whereas digital fashion can present as an environmentally friendly option. There's obviously very little cost involved. So from a consumer, it's cheaper. For a brand, it's cheaper to produce. There's... Um, no real environmental costs. There's um, also hyper personalization around. It can literally be anything with a click of a button. It can change, and you'll know. Working with Nike, the high, uh, personalization is like what every brand is. You know, gets excited about how can they offer these global brands offer a really personalized service for somebody. So there's lots of. Um, that I, I'm not saying that we're all going to be wearing digital-only clothes in the future. I'm just saying that there's a 10 to 15% of your uh, wardrobe might be. And then, you know, that would allow you to spend more money on the, the physical clothes that you do want to keep. It's so funny because what you're saying, it reminds us all that of all the different avenues digital fashion can go down. Like, it's not just one thing. You have the creativity, you have the novelty, and then you also have the sustainability, and then all these other things fit hyper-personalization there's so many different avenues and also it's like you were saying it's important to remember that it's not even how it looks right now but it's about the potential that it will bring in the future and that's what even everyone who's working within digital fashion or specializing in AR this is what they're thinking it's not saying this is a solution right now that we should all only wear digital clothes but it's it's looking at the potential it will bring for so many different avenues and what you're saying is just reminding me of that so much. And it's so cool that there are people like yourself out there who are trying these new things, like making a making an AR runway, doing all this stuff, because that's what it needs, this trial and error and iteration process to push the boundaries and then see the actual value it can bring. So it's it's amazing. But um, as you said, yeah, no, it's very exciting. That's exactly why I'm interested in it as well and why I continue to be interested in it because I think yeah it's just it's just thought provoking as well and it just makes you think a bit differently and how can we improve the fashion industry and also other industries with these new technologies so and also have a more creative and fun life as well so it's it's all really interesting but I wanted to ask in your opinion what's your favorite aspect of digital fashion or what's the biggest value you think it can bring 
I think obviously the environmental impact is pretty pretty key, but it depends what lens you're looking through. If you're looking through somebody who's you know sustainably conscious, then the environmental answer is obvious. But if I'm a brand, then I'm thinking about like a six. If you're a global brand, say Nike or Dior or something like that, you could create a seven figure revenue stream pretty much within thirty days because you could offer digital fashion products for those people who do want them, and they're relatively cheap to produce compared to you know the physical counterparts and it could even be that you're it's like a different type of revenue stream so it's like a a subscription package so you pay 10 pound a month and each month you get new clothes that are digital that are very easy to a customize and b produce like lots you could have loads of different clothes coming to you every month and i think young people who are posting on social media are posting that already and they are interested in that so from a brand there's revenue obviously user-generated content of them posting wearing Nike shoes or, you know, Dior handbag or whatever it is, is great for, for them. So just the, the the revenue opportunities is interesting from a brand. But then from a consumer, I think I like to express my... Uh, obviously, what you wear expresses um, a lot about who, who you are. Like this says this... I'm wearing a jumper that's very colourful. That says... That probably says that I'm a creative person. So if I'm wearing digital fashion i'm posting about it that says to me that again environmentally responsible says that i am very like creative or or innovative obviously for an ar artist digital fashion makes total sense but um yeah if i'm I'm a consumer i'm thinking about just all the creative possibilities um really that, that it can bring so i mean there's so many different ways to chop it up that i think it's difficult to not get excited about the potential of digital fashion yeah, it's so cool. I hadn't actually heard or thought of a subscription from conventional brands for digital fashion products. I think that's a really interesting idea if you're a influencer or content creator or just a person who enjoys posting a lot on Instagram because I think that's a really that's actually like a very viable thing that people will do because of and and it's a sustainable option as well as you obviously don't have all the waste of products that you wear once and post a photo. Do you know any brands that are actually already doing this or is it kind of an idea that you just have conceptualized? Um, I just I just thought about that off the top of my head. But the, the but what I'm saying is that you know that there's uh, a need for it. You know that from that research that consumers want stuff to wear on social media and brands are losing money from the returns that are inevitably going to the landfill. So there's like, it's not just like an idea out of the blue. There's like actually a need Um consumers want like that option that social media option but it doesn't necessarily just have to be digital to uh the the actual clothes like you could have i had an idea this was actually before the fashion show about um a physical t-shirt that you would hold your phone up to and then have like an augmented reality experience on on top of the physical t-shirt but then the idea is that you would buy one t i guess just like a generalization is that you don't want to wear the same t-shirt a lot so that's why you buy new clothes or throw, throw the other ones away but if you had say like a plain white t-shirt with a nike logo on and every, you scan it and every time you scan it something different happens or um every month you know with the subscription thing some, something different happens every time you scan it then that might um entice you to keep that t-shirt for longer because it stays refreshed um obviously you have to look at materials we use to um make it to make sure that it it could survive like having it for longer but then you'd r- reduce the amount of clothes being produced which is one of the biggest problems with, within the fashion industry but you wouldn't necessarily lose out on sales from, from the brand's point of view so um there's like a nice way that physical could be linked with um 
digital as well or the i always like talking about the unboxing experience which i think a lot of brands miss out on um dior do it really well that when if you have an ar experience with your bag uh people do post their unboxing experiences on social media but they're all sort of the same um i think there's an opportunity missed by a lot of brands there about how they could make that experience look better um you know and show off to everybody's followers that x brand is doing something different wow that i'm that's just i'm so inspired by everything you're saying because all these things of adding a digital layer to all these experiences and also fashion products is just so exciting and also feels like it really is the future and there is so many opportunities for brands i think i heard somewhere as well that everywhere's going every product is going to have a digital twin at some point and it kind of fits in to that and it's just so exciting there's so many ideas to explore and i think for people listening as well it also shows how there's so many kind of career opportunities that maybe haven't even been defined yet within this digital fashion space like all all these different ideas there's so many opportunities for roles um and things like this so this is why i also wanted to ask you if someone's listening to this now and it's obviously sparking their ideas and they want to get involved in this what advice would you give to someone who wanted to start a career as an ar artist or in digital fashion in general well i i can talk to this having come from no ar background whatsoever so as i said my background was in uh technically more qualified to be a graphic designer than uh, an augmented reality artist so if you're not just starting out in ar but just anything creative that you're experimenting with i say to try and make the worst version of uh, an ar experience or an oil painting or whatever it might be try and make like the worst thing you've ever seen um because inevitably it will be anyway, but you've taken all of the pressure off, like making, if you're comparing, you know, you've seen a crazy AR experience and then trying to replicate it, but naturally it won't um, perhaps line up to the quality. But if you take that pressure off, then you won't get disheartened when it doesn't come out as like completely perfect, which is obviously not going to anyway, because it's a new something new that you've never done before. And that you just have fun with it because you can just laugh at how rubbish it is or like, you know, the idea behind the AR might just be t- something really silly. And then you're enjoying it and you you have learned like so much from just that first little toe dip into to AR that then if you try and make a second experience, you obviously don't have much to beat in terms of improving on the, the last one, but you will have learned so much in just that last little bit that naturally your second AR experience will be a little bit better. And then it just like goes, you know, you'll just gradually keep learning, you know, 1% um, each time and then soon you'll look and your AR experiences will look brilliant. So that that i guess can go across any sort of creative digital fashion ar um industry really yeah and what is the biggest challenge of being an ar artist day to day um it's a good question i think it i guess it the to the technical side of things i'm not a, a coder but a lot of ar experiences um don't need code to, to be created but there's some areas that do so like for me that's the the most difficult part but then for some people it might be like coming up with an idea i think with the creative background i can have creative ideas so but but perhaps if you're a um a a coder or a game developer or something you you know you might not be thinking about subscription packages for brands and the fashion industry so i think it, it depends but probably um universally just like keeping up to date with uh what's what's possible i i would say like and there are relatively simple ways of doing that by just like following 
a couple of AR pages and seeing these different examples that are out there. But as I said, the updates are happening so frequently that, um, yeah, you're just like keeping up to date with what all the different platforms can can offer. I, I think it's probably the the most universal um, day to day trickiness. What is a day to day in your life? I know you obviously you have your massive projects you're working on. You're keeping up to date with new innovation, but you also have your YouTube channel, your Instagram, things like this, where you're creating your personal brand around AR. So, what is a day to day in your life, and how do you keep it all? fit it all in i like very, very generally speaking the um i'll go i'll go to the gym in the morning which i think is just like great for just like mental health <laughs> my mental health but also just like help me plan what it is that i'm going to be doing that day prioritizing you know obviously what's more important that than others or answering emails on the treadmill that type of thing but that really sets my day up quite nicely then i have a meeting with the the team uh, every morning just to kind of like ca- ca- catch up with you know what's going on with different clients or pr- projects and then the day I tried to have all my external meetings at the end of the day which then gives me that uh, sort of like block from ten till say like four of doing either uh, more emails or client work or artwork or uh, recording co- content for for like the longer content like you said like the youtube tutorials or um sort of like building the personal brand thing but they're all sort of gel into quite nicely into into each other so like the art the artwork that i'm producing is really just like new business for when i'm posting on social media it basically acts as new business with myself as the client because brands will see that and then want to understand it more or the client work will then spark ideas for artwork so it's, it all sort of like although it seems very very different it all kind of blends into into one to be honest with you no and it's a good reminder because i think a lot of people who dream of being full-time with their creative passion you have to remember that if you it's also you're running a business and that takes structure and also a lot of emails and a lot yeah, of organization yeah. but how do you obviously you're a creative person first and foremost so how do you make sure that amongst all of the business you also remain creative and able to come up with the new ideas that you have um it's a really interesting question the and i think it's like ebbs and flows really so i don't have or didn't have like a business background and most artists or creative people don't and you know it's very typical for an artist to sort of like undervalue themselves um, or like not charge the right amount or do it for a lower cost. So when I first started out as a street artist, I said basically went broke um, because I didn't understand that side of the business. So it's really come from experience. If you're able to yeah, position yourself as like a, an expert of sorts or build a personal brand so you've got like a reputation, then obviously there's like a, pre- a premium involved um, in that. But the I really would say that it ebbs and flows. So sometimes I have to put like the business on and like deal with like when I signed up to be an augmented reality artist like didn't take into account that you're gonna have to like start interviewing people and hiring people or firing people or like dealing with difficult clients or perhaps letting clients go or like doing the tax of working with an accountant and stuff like that um so yeah sometimes you have to take the creative hat off and put the business hat on which I started enjoying more and more but primarily I would want to be a to, to focus on the creative stuff every day and I'd 
So then we might hire like an account director or something like that to perhaps take some of that work off me. And when I say ebbs and flows is because I'm literally thinking this month has been more business than uh, like perhaps personal artwork. And sometimes it just kind of like has to be like that. But now I'll put like a focus on putting time aside to do the artwork because it isn't the artwork's not just important because I want to do it. But as I said, it does drive new business. Um, and then there'll be some times when like all the balls are in the client's uh, side of the court and that then frees up your time to, or is like, you know, in progress and being created. So that then allows you more time to do like the YouTube content or, um, you know, perhaps another exhibition or something like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a balancing act. Yeah. And it's a really good reminder, but I think it's also just the reality of you're wanting to build something. You have to be able to wear these different hats and, and then the luxury comes later on once you've built the, built the foundations where then you can offload like and um, delegate some of your work so you can be more creative. So I think, but it's all, it's always good to remind people of this. So they know like the reality of, of what actually goes into being in a role and like having this kind of uh, career, but what's, what's your most favorite project that you've worked on as an AR artist? That is a really good question that no one's ever asked me before from, uh, obviously I enjoy the, personal projects we did rented a billboard in times square last year in new york and then you could hold your phone up to that and um this like robot scooped somebody up off the sky uh, off the sidewalk and that was a lot, a lot of fun and uh basically like banged on social on social media um but that yeah that was a, that felt like a really nice a big moment just from the personal side of things obviously have, seeing your artwork uh, um something about just having some like a physical or seeing that artwork in the real world rather than on like a, a screen that's quite nice but from a, a client point of view my first initial thought was um an in-store experience for their new solar glide campaign which basically meant having on oxford street in london as soon as you went in there was these two huge screens which um completely erased the person using ai um and replace them with like a character that was part of the campaign and that the, the as the person moved obviously the, the character moved uh and that that um again just seeing that work sort of like in the physical world rather than like a, a, a selfie experience on the phone or, or something like that was uh really really fun and just seeing people's reaction obviously when we set it up sort of in the store packing away and seeing people walk in and like um enjoying the experience was really nice to see so that that was probably one off the top of my mind yeah that's they both sound amazing it's really cool what you do is yeah and it's just amazing that we have the ability to be able to do this but i wanted to ask you because i actually don't know like when you say that so it's obviously your it's your design it's your artwork how, how do you design it for ar like where does it actually begin well, I mean, you'll start, you'll start off with an idea, but you're, I use uh, a 3D, a free 3D software called Blender to, um, uh, to, to build these like 3D scenes out and then bring those 3D models into, uh, if, if it's Spark AR for a Facebook effect, or you can build a web effect with um, a different platform called 8th Wall or Lens Studio for Snapchat. There's all these different pieces of software and they're all free. But they're and they're all sort of the same. They're just different colors, really. Uh, so you can kind of like tackle one, and then you really become a master of most of them. But um, yeah, I guess it just sort of starts off with the 
the idea, then I'll work with a 3D designer to help me make any 3D assets that need to be created for it. And then, yeah, just sort of like, I kind of think about it like Sims, like when you're just kind of like building together, you're building in these 3D assets and you're building your house. It's kind of, it's kind of very similar to that, actually. Um, yeah, that's probably like the, the simplest way I could visually explain it. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. It's crazy what goes into all this, but yeah, it's really, really cool. So as a closing question, what do you think the future of the fashion industry is with these new technologies? Well, I would like to see new technologies um, helped, uh, used to help solve old problems. So environmentally, that's uh, obviously something that, that needs to be tackled. But if you can see these consumer behaviors, or even if it's the way that like, how do brands collaborate with teams like across the country to design shoes and stuff like that? Like if you can use AR as a tool, not even for consumer facing stuff, but just like business practices, I just like, it just gets ex exciting really <laughs> just of the, you know, I think that it's easy to see a future where we're all walking around with AR glasses and, um, as you walk down the street, perhaps somebody who's bought the the Nike digital product, you know, you can see their digital outfit on them as they're walking past you. You don't need to like go into an effect and uh, hold your phone up to them. It's all just like happens like very naturally. Or even this interview here, like perhaps I would have done it in the future with a, a hat that's got um, dots, you know, circling around a 3D hat that doesn't exist. That's got dots, you know, circling around it in animation, just like opens up these uh, limitless potential really in terms of the creative output you know it could even be on fire like it doesn't have to be you can just like it really is limitless I think the, the potential so I just I would hope that anybody who's got this far in the podcast would hopefully be as excited as I am about the the future of fashion when it comes to how AR can play a, a role in it yeah it's definitely so exciting and all the ideas you've said today is just like yeah it, it truly shows like the limitless potential and there's just so much room for so many new ideas and new creative new roles like within this space so it's so exciting it's so exciting so where can people check out your work and what you do so uh i guess just dodds across pretty uh, all social media so dodds is d-o-d-d-z um sometimes see some different spellings <laughs> of, of the word dodds but yeah um any any all social medias and if, if anyone's got any questions then they can just drop me a dm and i'll uh you know if they want to get in, involved in ar then i'll help out as, as best i can amazing well thank you so much i can't wait to see what you're doing and congratulations on everything that you've achieved so much really amazing and i think all your ideas are just revolutionary so it's really great that's very kind of you to say thank you very much Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.